Hello. My name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy, a podcast to help you go to sleep. So, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and settle in for tonight's story, The Frog Prince, from The Frog Prince and Other Stories by Walter Crane. In the olden time, when wishing was having, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful. But the youngest was so exceedingly beautiful that the son himself, although he saw her very often, was enchanted every time she came out into the sunshine. Near the castle of this king was a large and gloomy forest, and in the midst stood an old lime tree, beneath whose branches splashed a little fountain. So, whenever it was very hot, the king's youngest daughter ran off into this wood and sat down by the side of this fountain. And, when she felt dull, she would often divert herself by throwing a golden ball up in the air and catching it. This was her favorite amusement. Now, one day it happened that this golden ball when the king's daughter threw it into the air, did not fall down into her hand, but on the grass. And then it rolled past her into the fountain. The king's daughter followed the ball with her eyes, but it disappeared beneath the water, which was so deep that no one could see to the bottom. Then she began to lament and to cry louder and louder, And, as she cried, a voice called out, Why weepest thou, O king's daughter? Thy tears would melt even a stone to pity. She looked around to the spot whence the voice came and saw a frog stretching his thick, ugly head out of the water. Ah, you old water paddler, she said. Was it you that spoke? I am weeping for my golden ball, which has slipped away from me into the water. Be quiet and do not cry, answered the frog. I can give thee good advice, but what wilt thou give me if I fetch thy plaything up again? What will you have, dear frog, she said. My dresses, my pearls and jewels, or the golden crown which I wear? The frog answered, Dresses or jewels or golden crowns are not for me, but if thou wilt love me, and let me be thy companion and playfellow and sit at thy table and eat from thy little golden plate and drink out of thy cup and sleep in thy little bed, if thou wilt promise me all these things, then I will dive down and fetch up thy golden ball. Oh, I will promise you all said she, if only you will get me my ball. But she thought to herself, what is this silly frog chattering about? Let him remain in the water with his equals. He cannot mix in society. But the frog, as soon as he had received her promise, drew his head under the water and dived it down. Presently, he swam up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was full of joy when she again saw her beautiful plaything, and, taking it up, she ran off immediately. 
Stop, stop, cried the frog. Take me with thee. I cannot run as thou canst. But for all his croaking was useless. Although it was loud enough, the king's daughter did not hear it. But hastening home, soon forgot the poor frog, who was obliged to leap back into the fountain. The next day, when the king's daughter was sitting at table with her father and all his courtiers, and was eating from her own little golden plate, something was heard coming up the marble stairs. Splish, splash, splish, splash. And when it arrived at the top, it knocked at the door, and a voice said, Open the door, thou youngest daughter of the king. So she rose and went to see who it was that called her, but when she opened the door and caught sight of the frog, she shut it again with great vehemence and sat down at the table looking very pale. But the king perceived that her heart was beating violently and asked her whether it were a giant who had come to fetch her away, who stood at the door. Oh no, answered she, it is no giant, but an ugly frog. "'What does the frog want with you?' said the king. "'Oh, dear father, when I was sitting yesterday, playing by the fountain, "'my golden ball fell into the water, and this frog fetched it up again because I cried so much. "'But first, I must tell you, he pressed me so much that I promised him he should be my companion. "'I never thought that he would come out of the water, but somehow he has jumped out, "'and now he wants to come in here.' At that moment, there was another knock, and a voice said, King's daughter, youngest, open the door. Hast thou forgotten thy promises made at the fountain so clear, neath the lime tree shade? King's daughter, youngest, open the door. Then the king said, What have you promised that you must perform? Go and let him in. So the king's daughter went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in after her right up to her chair. And as soon as she was seated, the frog said, Take me up. But she hesitated so long that at last the king ordered her to obey. As soon as the frog sat on the chair, he jumped onto the table and said, Now push thy plate near me, that we may eat together. And she did so but, as everyone saw, very unwillingly. The frog seemed to relish his dinner much, but every bit that the king's daughter ate nearly choked her, till at last the frog said, I have satisfied my hunger and feel very tired. Wilt thou carry me upstairs now into thy chamber and make thy bed ready that we may sleep? At this speech, the king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog and dared not touch him. And besides, he actually wanted to sleep in her own beautiful, clean bed. But her tears only made the king very angry, and he said, He who helped you in the time of your trouble must not now be despised. So she took the frog up with two fingers and put him in a corner of her chamber. But as she lay in her bed, he crept up to it and said, I'm so very tired that I shall sleep well. Do take me up 
or I will tell thy father. This speech put the king's daughter in a terrible fright, and catching the frog up, she threw him with all of her strength against the wall, saying, Now you will be quiet, you ugly frog. But as he fell, he was changed from a frog into a handsome prince with beautiful eyes, who, after a little while, became, with her father's consent, her dear companion and betrothed. Then he told her how he had been transformed by an evil witch, and that no one but herself could have had the power to take him out of the fountain, and that on the morrow they would go together into his own kingdom. The next morning, as soon as the sun rose, a carriage drawn by eight white horses with ostrich feathers on their heads and golden bridles drove up to the door of the palace, and behind the carriage stood the trusty Henry, the servant of the young prince. When his master was changed into a frog, had grieved so much that he had bound three iron bounds round his heart for fear it should break with grief and sorrow. But now that the carriage was ready to carry the young prince to his own country, the faithful Henry helped in the bride and bridegroom and placed himself in the seat behind, full of joy at his master's release. They had not proceeded far when the prince heard a crack as if something had broken behind the carriage. So he put his head out of the window and asked Henry what was broken. And Henry answered, It was not the carriage, my master, but a band which I bound round my heart when it was in such grief because you were changed into a frog. Twice afterwards, on the journey, there was the same noise, and each time the prince thought that it was some part of the carriage that had given way but it was only the breaking of the bands which bound the heart of the trusty Henry, who was thenceforward free and happy. Since that version was so short, I'll go through the same story, The Frog Prince, only this time by the Brothers Grimm. It's similar, but different. One fine evening, a young princess put on her bonnet and clogs and went out to take a walk by herself in a wood. And when she came to a cool spring of water that rose in the midst of it, she sat herself down to rest a while. Now she had a golden ball in her hand, which was her favorite plaything, and she was always tossing it up into the air and catching it again as it fell. After a time, she threw it up so high that she missed catching it as it fell, and the ball bounded away and rolled along upon the ground, till at last it fell into the spring. The princess looked into the spring after her ball, but it was very deep, so deep that she could not see the bottom of it. Then she began to bewail her loss, and said, Alas, if I could only get my ball again, I would give all my fine clothes and jewels and everything else that I have in the world. While she was speaking, a frog put its head out of the water and said, Princess, why do you weep so bitterly? Alas, she said, what can you do for me, you nasty frog? 
my golden ball has fallen into the spring. The frog said, I do not want your pearls and jewels and fine clothes, but if you will love me and let me live with you and eat off your golden plate and sleep upon your bed, I will bring you your ball again. What nonsense, thought the princess. This silly frog is talking. He can never even get out of the spring to visit me, though he may be able to get my ball for me. Therefore, I will tell him he shall have what he asks. So, she said to the frog, Well, if you will bring me my ball, I will do all you ask. Then the frog put his head down and dived deep under the water. And after a little while, he came up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the edge of the spring. As soon as the young princess saw her ball, she ran to pick it up, and was so overjoyed to have it in her hand again that she never thought of the frog, but ran home with it as fast as she could. The frog called after her, Stay, princess, and take me with you as you said. But she did not stop to hear a word. The next day, just as the princess had sat down to dinner, she heard a strange noise. Tap, tap, plash, plash, as if something was coming up the marble staircase. And soon afterwards, there was a gentle knock on the door, and a little voice cried out and said, Open the door, my princess dear, open the door to thy true love here, and mind the words that thou and I said by the fountain cool in the greenwood shade. Then the princess ran to the door and opened it, and there she saw the frog, whom she had quite forgotten. At this sight, she was sadly frightened, and shutting the door as fast as she could, came back to her seat. The king, her father, seeing that something had frightened her, asked her what was the matter. There is a nasty frog, said she at the door, that lifted my ball for me out of the spring this morning. I told him that he should live here with me, thinking that he could never get out of the spring. But there he is at the door, and he he wants to come in. While she was speaking, the frog knocked again at the door and said, Open the door, my princess dear. Open the door to thy true love here, and mind the words that thou and I say by the fountain cool in the greenwood shade. Then the king said to the young princess, Have you have given your word? You must keep it. So go, go, let him in. She did so, and the frog hopped into the room and then straight on, tap, tap, plash, plash, from the bottom of the room to the top till he came up close to the table where the princess sat. Pray, lift me upon the chair. He said to the princess, and let me sit next to you. As soon as she had done this, the frog said, Put your plate nearer to me, that I may eat out of it. This she did, and when he had eaten as much as he could, he said, Now I'm tired. Carry me upstairs and put me into your bed. And the princess, though very unwilling, took him up in her hand and put him upon the pillow of her own bed, where he slept all night long. As soon as it was light, he jumped up, hopped downstairs, and went out of the house. Now then, thought the princess, at last he is gone, and I shall be troubled with him no more. But she was mistaken, for when night came again, she heard the same tapping at the door, 
and the frog came once more and said, Open the door, my princess dear, open the door to thy true love here, and mind the words that thou and I said by the fountain cool in the greenwood shade. And when the princess opened the door, the frog came in and slept under her pillow as before, till the morning broke. The third night he did the same. But when the princess awoke on the following morning, she was astonished to see, instead of the frog, a handsome prince gazing on her with the most beautiful eyes she had ever seen, and standing at the head of her bed. He told her that he had been enchanted by a spiteful fairy who had changed him into a frog and that he had been fated so to abide until some princess should take him out of the spring and let him eat from her plate and sleep upon her bed for three nights. You, said the prince, have broken this cruel charm. And now I have nothing to wish for but that you should go with me into my father's kingdom, where I will marry you and love you as long as you live. The young princess, you may be sure, was not long in saying yes to all of this, and as they spoke, a coach drove up with eight beautiful horses, decked with plumes of feathers and a golden harness. And behind the coach rode the prince's faithful servant, Heinrich, who had bewailed the misfortunes of his dear master during his enchantment so long and so bitterly that his heart had well nigh burst. They then took leave of the king and got into the coach with eight horses and all set out full of joy and merriment for the prince's kingdom, which they reached safely, and there they lived happily a great many years. Those are the two most popular versions of the Frog Prince. I hope you enjoyed this version of Fairy Sleepy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the downloads. I appreciate all the support and I hope that these versions made you very very sleepy